In this week's podcast, we discuss public art argument with Goodnight uh, and DeLuca and Peoples. Um. In Goodnight's article, there was a lot of talk on uh, public um, spheres and private spheres and what that means to public argument. So argument spheres are kind of like described as constructions of, that are like symbolic of expectations um, of like people who engage in activities um, of like practical reasoning. Um, these contexts basically are a range of like norms and like procedures and like rules and like styles. Um, and they can also, they're typically like stable and like most people like follow them, but um, they can also be contested like as like through controversy. The article is kind of talking about like the threat on like public or, or like on political public sphere um, by cultures of like expertise that substitute media spectacle for genuine deliberation. So deliberative rhetoric is kind of like an art, a human enterprise engaging individual choice and activity. And that deliberative rhetoric is a form of argumentation through which citizens test and create social knowledge in order to uncover, assess and resolve shared problems. Social persuasions are kind of like deliberative arguments, um, and we kind of see that through multiple examples that are shown from Goodnight. So public spheres um, are basically the grounds upon which arguments are built um, and the authorities to which arguers, arguers appeal. So there are kind of like differences that are illustrated if we consider the differences between like standards for arguments among friends versus those for judgment of academic arguments also versus those for judging political disputes. So there are standards for deciding which events fit into which spheres, which are like ambiguous and shifting. One form is when a person tries to show um, consubstantiality with another. Another form is invoked through partisan appeals, part, um, partisanship being characteristic of the public. All arguers face a similar problem in dealing with uncertainty. So arguers can accept the sanction widely used bundle of rules, claims, procedures, and evidence to wage a dispute. Um, and arguers can invest against um, like some or all of these customs in order to bring forth a new variety of understanding. So the example that I really liked that kind of showed um, like public arguments was um, strangers arguing in a bar at the airport. So through all of this, um, unless an ethnomediologists present it's not going to be preserved most likely so it kind of starts off with a range of claims are decided by disputes evidence is discovered with memory and whatever is at hand rules emerge from strangers general experience at discussion fair judgment strategic um, and so forth time limits are imposed on the disputes um, they'll have no interest intrinsic significance and then, like, when the plane leaves, others can join in and continue the discussion, but the ones involved may replay the disagreement um, in the retelling, but the chance to encounter is now dead. If the conversation is preserved, however, the arguments are, abstract are abstracted from the original grounding to serve as examples in supporting claims about a theory of argument. So, in all of this, with the public sphere, individuals can come together to discuss and identify problems and they can discuss influence and those discussions can influence political action, which I think really kind of sums up public argument well. In DeLuca and People's article, the public sphere um, is kind of defined as like a social space 
um, where private citizens gather as a public body with the rights of assembly, association, and expression in order to form public opinion. DeLuca and People examine the WTO Seattle protests and compares the notion of public sphere and public screen. So it goes over like an analysis of like increasing colonization of corporations in public life, but protesters turn mass media to stage alternative image events and they use the public screens um, for room for optimism. They mention that viewing contemporary public discourse through the prism of the public screen provokes a consideration of the emergence of new forms of participation democracy. What I gained from the article was that Toluca and Peoples advocate that we study public screen because it, it's presuming that new media calls for new metaphors um, and that authors propose two, le- two lenses, which is like um, new meditation and hypermediacy. From those two terms, I gained that um, there is no real public, but rather that the public is the product of publicity of pictures. With the violence during the WTO protest, it kind of is like an example of like possibilities of violence on today's public screen. And like the images, like such as like attacks on like the Starbucks coffee shops, drew attentions of news producers. And that's an analysis of like how newspaper screens reproduce the kind of action imagery found on television screens. If there was no violence, it probably would have never made it on the screen. And even DeLuca and Peoples um, mentioned that violence is disturbing, but for people excluded by governmental structures and corporate power, symbolic protest violence is an effective way to make it onto the public screen and speak truth to that power. In this week's podcast, I'm going to be focused on Jasper 2011.